On this episode, Andy and John discuss the John Cena polar bear extravaganza and ironically named Doolittle. Welcome to the Road Home on Film. home from another week at the movies. My name's Andy, coming to you live to take from the road home from Wrestling World Mobile Headquarters of the World, and I got John in the front seat. What up, John? Guys, I don't say this often, but I think I might have saw the best movie of the year already. Well, you know what I think of that? That's what I think of that. That is uh, bullshit and monkey. Yeah, I just flipped you off with my flipper, John. Okay, <laughs> um, we saw Doolittle tonight, and Doolittle is a uh, movie about Doctor Doolittle. But just like in wrestling, we can't call it Doctor Doolittle. We have to just call it Doolittle. You know what I mean? Which is a if you you know I don't know if you noticed this, but in the intro, um, that that British gentleman did make a comment about how that's a very ironic um, name for this movie because. I would say that this movie does little, you know? Yeah, it didn't do much. Okay. Um, so, we're going to get into the character of Dr. Doolittle, what that is, and set this all up. But let's give some opening thoughts, just to kind of whet the appetite of how we're going to get through this movie. I hated this movie, John. I hated it. It was fucking <laughs> awful. Now, I have a really good way to explain this, though. Do you remember... The Lord of the Rings movies. Yes. Okay, you remember how awesome they were, right? Yes. Even though I fell asleep twice during The Two Towers, I still loved it. Okay, those are great movies, right? Because they kind of put the story above the action, you know, and the action served the story. And even when right. Legolas was doing some of the ridiculous shit that he was doing, being a superhero, it was like, okay, those that's kind of for the kids. I get it, right? Well, then, did you see The Hobbit movies? I did. Those were terrible. You know what was so terrible about them? Is I was that, about to tell you, but go ahead. So The Hobbit is the shortest book of this like mm -hmm. franchise. And why the fuck was it extended into three movies? Ching, ching, ching. That's why. <laughs> well, I was about to say that that movie, the action does not serve the storyline at all. In fact, it's just there for giggles? I don't know why it's there. And so, you have these absurd action scenes, and that's kind of what pissed me off. Not the most, but one of the biggest things that pissed me off in this movie. For example, a kid has to go from one side of the room to the other. Okay? That's the action that's going on in the scene in this movie. So, he could walk. He could ride on one of the animals. Okay, right? You know? That wouldn't be very no, fun. No, 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 no. We have to have him do 60 flips in the air, jump off one of the trees, slide underneath a bed, over top of the bed, then an an then he rides an animal, then he walks. You know? It's like, that is what this movie is. It, it's, it's fucking terrible action. Aws uh, just awful action. And I'm angry about it. I'm sorry. I'm, I am <laughs> angry that I saw this movie. This movie made me very angry. We do it for you guys. John, what are your opening thoughts about Doolittle? Um, I didn't understand why we were getting this movie. Uh, partially because we already have an established Dr. Doolittle in the form of Eddie Murphy. And so why did we need to whitewash it and put Robert Downey Jr. in this? <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> like Disney, another Disney money grab is yeah. what we have here. 
Yes. Um, and unfortunately, this money is not going to be grabbed because uh, the theater we were in, it seats 120 people. When I bought the tickets at 1 o'clock for our 6 o'clock showing, four people had already bought tickets. When we got there, 21 people had purchased tickets for this movie, which is opening night mm-hmm. at prime real estate showing, 6 o'clock. And there were 21 people in this theater. Two? Yeah, go ahead. I literally counted them. And you could really say that there was 20 people because there was a guy and a girl couple where the guy, I'm pretty sure, was inside the girl at some point in the movie. So two became one in that situation. So, But they did buy uh, two tickets. (laughs) They did buy two tickets. Um, They were trying to become one. Um, This is not related, but I have a really great story about that, about making out in the movies, right? Um, I know, I'm sorry, we'll get to do little at some point here, but we're going to do everything we can to not talk about this movie, probably. (laughs) We're doing our best to entertain you for a movie that did not entertain us. Yeah, this was a shitty movie. There were two jokes that were awesome I definitely want to talk about, but other than that, I don't care about talking about any of the rest of it. Okay, so when I was a kid, I think I was 13 years old, I was dating this girl... And her her name was Lacey Montgomery. Lacey Montgomery. Imagine. Can you imagine how beautiful a girl named Lacey Montgomery is, right? She was the hottest chick in school, all right? And I was dating her, and I couldn't believe it. And one night, me and her parents went to see a movie. Now, this was Was also... she there? She was. Okay. I'll get there, John. So her parents and her, yes, her whole family, basically, we all went to go see a movie. We went to go see the Flintstones movie starring John Goodman, okay, which was terrible. So um, I remember this from my childhood. I had the Burger King or McDonald's like glass cups okay. that they sold at the restaurants. <laughs> Some glass cups is the worst <laughs> idea ever. So, so um, you know, I wanted to make out with this chick. That's why I was there, right? So, you know, I was I was punching above my weight class. I'm going to get everything I can out of this while I can. Yeah. So we waited till her parents sat down, and then we sat down behind them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so we got. We're, you know, I mean, there was some heavy petting going on, let's just say. I was trying to become one with her, all right? And <laughs> she was. say, you guys were getting freaky. Yeah, and she was trying to become one with me. It was amazing. It was great stuff. And towards the end of the movie, a oh, hand God. claps onto my shoulder. And I look behind me, and it's her father <laughs> and her mother who had moved behind us. <laughs> Right after the movie started, and had sat there and pretty much just watched us make out the whole movie. All right, so he walks me, he puts his hand like claps his hand over my neck, you know, like someone would do, and walks me out of the theater into the car. We sit there, he drops me off at home, and not a word is said on the way home. All right, um, it was terrifying, I thought he was gonna kill me, however. Totally worth it. Lacey Montgomery was hot as fuck. So Did you um, talk to Lacey again after that? I did, yes. Oh yeah, me and Lacey had many encounters after that. Uh you know, some in, some romantic, some not romantic at all. One night, um, I got her and her friend, this is awesome, to play strip poker with me and they ended up naked and somehow I didn't. It was awesome, you know? Good times. Thirteen year old Andy. Oh man, I was I was oh, I was a Mac Daddy. He was the best. I miss it so much. I don't know what happened. Um, but but yeah. So John, any stories about making out in the in the theater? No, I mean my best movie theater story is I snuck an entire like combo meal for McDonald's in my jacket, like a quarter pounder, medium fry, drink, everything. I sat there, I ate it, and then I fell asleep and didn't catch the rest Aww. of the movie. 
Oh, it was shitty. It was uh, Gangster Squad with yeah, that's not good. Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone and some other. So person. this was recently that you did this. Oh, no, uh, I mean it was back in like high school, college, so probably okay. college. Yeah, you went to high school, college. <laughs> some people, by the way, we need to make a, do. We need to make a movie, high school, college. You know what I mean? That'd be yeah. great. <laughs> so, um, all right. So the character. Let's go into the character of Doctor Doolittle. So Doctor Doolittle. This is actually a really cool story. Um, the character of Dr. Doolittle, here's how he was created, okay? There was a man, a British man, all right, and I don't remember his name, and I'm not going to look it up. It's, you'd look it up if you want. He is the author of the books, Dr. Doolittle. Um, and what happened was is he was a um, soldier in World War One. all right? Now, we recently both saw the movie 1917, right? And that let us know that there are terrible things that happened in World War One, right? Really bad things. There were. Um, by the way, if you ever want to, like, learn more about World War One, I, I highly recommend the podcast uh, Hardcore History, Dan Carlin's Hardcore History. He has a whole thing. It's called Countdown to Armageddon. It's like a five five-part series about it. It's fucking amazing. Anyway, so... This soldier, he has a family at home, and he want, he writes letters to his kids and his wife and stuff, but he doesn't want to write, you know, when things are really bad, people are getting killed right and left, he doesn't want to talk about that, right. so he decides to start writing these little stories about this doctor who could talk to animals, and that's right. how it started. The first book was published in 1920, and he wrote those books all the way up into 1957. And then a lot. It's a lot. There's a ton of them. There's like, he goes to Africa, you know, I mean, he does all kinds of shit, you know. Um, I don't know, I, I actually listened to the first audiobook today, um, which was very British and very hokey and stuff like that, but it was cool. You know, it was cool to kind of do the little research and everything and find out about it. Um, about it. I don't know why I said it that way. Um, so, uh, so that's really cool. Now, um, then there was a movie made in 1967, all right, which is kind of the standard that most people think of, what, well, probably not anymore, you know, uh, what Dr. Doolittle is. And then there was the Eddie Murphy movies that came out 20 years ago or 15 years yeah. ago or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Now we get this. Um, John, do you, did you, we want to talk about the, the actors and see how we thought they did and all that? Uh, well, I figured I would do the synopsis real quick from okay, IMDb. Yes, please, please. Uh, this is literally verbatim the synopsis from IMDb. Let's see. A physician discovers that he can talk to animals. <laughs> By the way, that's not what happened in this movie. That does not describe the nope. movie. No, nope. he already knows how to talk to animals when we meet him. Like, he didn't discover it. No. He was already doing it. So, that, that is the official synopsis. Now, in the books, it's not magic. He's taught to, te- to te- talk to the animals by the animals themselves, right? Which is how he talks to them in this movie, but then at the end we get all kinds of magic weird shit, and it's like, what the fuck's this doing in this movie? But that's kind of this movie. What the fuck's this doing in this movie is kind of... Now, yeah. John, why are we reviewing this for the Road Home From Wrestling podcast, a podcast about pro wrestling? So we are reviewing it because one of the stars of the show, who has so many lines and very good ones at that, bro, it is John Cena, who is playing Yoshi, a polar bear, who wears a beanie. John, what do you think of John Cena? I like John Cena. Yeah? I like to boo John Cena. Yeah, it's fun, right? Yeah. He likes it now. You know, well, not oh, now. Oh, he but... is making his triumphant return. Is he really? When? 
well, we did play your fire with the other John Cena movie. We had to oh, walk yeah, out of our minds. Oh, yeah, making his triumphant return of the podcast. I thought you meant the WWE. I was like, oh, good. And I'm like, no, yeah, no. You were marked out there. I like John Cena. I think he's tremendous. Uh, he's very entertaining. And uh, that's something that's severely lacking from the WWE right now. And the fact that I want John Cena re- to return just goes to show you how terrible their product is right now. So, um, but I mean, you know, what's your favorite John Cena match? Favorite Cena match? Um, I feel like I always was entertained for the most part by him and Randy Orton's matches. Their mm. feuds. They had a I know. I know you don't <laughs> really like Randy Orton that no, much. No. Um, I feel like there was a. There was like a last man standing match where Cena, or it was an I, I think it was an I quit, where Cena literally took off the bottom rope and then used it to choke Orton out That's and get cool. him to quit. Okay. Like you put him in the STFU and use the like bottom rope to choke him out and get him to quit. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Okay. Um, what about you? My favorite John Cena match um, is the one that he had with Brock Lesnar. I think it was at SummerSlam where Brock Lesnar just destroyed him. That was my just favorite super, one, man. He, like, German suplexed him 16 yeah, times. Yeah, and then just beat That was the greatest thing ever, man. Like, Cena got zero offense in It's that like match. the first time ever that John Cena, you know, got buried. It was awesome. I loved it. it. Also, uh, you know, fun fact, if you don't aren't aware of this, there was a, a really fun feud with John Cena and, um, and uh, Ron Killings... Uh, What's his name in WWE? He's a 24 7 R-Truth, yes. R-Truth. Uh, and that was the whole Little Jimmy thing when R-Truth was that. a heel. That's tremendous stuff, right? So Cena's very entertaining. Um, he didn't do shit in this movie. He said like eight eight lines maybe. And tell us, what was the kind of theme of John Cena's character? Well, he was a big, lovable polar bear that was always cold. And he wanted to just get warm. And he also wanted to have friendships, which warms his heart, because it was cold, because he didn't have any true friendships. But he also, just like every other character in this movie, wanted to make jokes that are for a 2020 audience, not for a movie. I mean, this movie takes place in the 1900s, like in 1920 or whatever, right? And and it's we get very a, current. I mean, we get a lot of um, you know jokes that are like memes and stuff and it was like what is the what we I don't know let's get into some other actors yeah let's talk about some of the actors uh, who was the star of the show John like the really the star of the show no who was the who was the main character the main in the character? movie okay I thought you wanted like who I thought was the star we'll of the show there. yeah we'll get that uh, Robert Downey Jr. was yeah. playing Dr. John Doolittle okay so what do you think of Robert Downey Jr. uh He's okay. I mean, he's been very enjoyable as Tony Stark in the Marvel franchise, but like other than that, I feel like he I personally can't think of many other movies he's been in. Really? Okay. I mean, I'm sure he's been in a lot. I know he had his little uh he was in the he was in the Outsiders, wasn't he? Back in the day. I feel like everybody was in the Outsiders. Yeah, probably. I don't know. Um yeah, cuz he put he played uh he wasn't Pony was he Pony Boy? I don't remember. It's been like 20 years, 30 years since I've seen that movie. That was like one of my favorite books to read in high yeah, school. Yeah, I need to watch that again, because that's a great movie, right? I mean, everyone loves that. Um, 
Okay, well, I love Robert Downey Jr. when he's in great movies. Uh, he's in one of my favorite uh, film noir movies of all time, uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang with Val Kilmer. Fat Kilmer, by the way. Good times. A tremendous movie. He's in a lot of good stuff. He was a great actor, and then he kind of had this, like, problem where he got caught with, like, a transgender prostitute or something like that. He was, like, doing drugs. and Yeah, he had a lot of problems with stuff like that. Um, and uh, he kind of fell off the radar, right? And then he came back with the whole, I think it was the Iron Man, well, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang put him back on the map, and then because I think he won an Oscar or something like that for oh, it, wow. or that movie won Best Picture, maybe? I'm not sure. It was a really, really good movie, and so that put him back on the map, and then, of course, he is Iron Man, which most people know him from. Now, little known fact, another wrestling tie-in. His father is uh, Morton Downey Jr., okay, who was like a talk show host in the 60s and 70s, 70s and 80s, and he, um, maybe 70s and 80s, uh, and he was famous for one thing, John. Do you know what that is? The choke slam. No. Choke slam? What the fuck are you talking about? He said it was wrestling related, it so is, I was like, okay, well. He was, he smoked. That was his gimmick, is he smoked all the time. Okay. So at WrestleMania five. We had a Piper's Pit segment with Rod, with uh, Roddy Piper, and Morton Downey Jr. was actually the guest, and he he just keeps blowing smoke in Roddy Piper's face, and Roddy Piper like whoops his ass. So that's like the okay, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, so Morton Downey Jr. died of lung cancer. What Shocker. the fuck? How'd that happen? That's yeah, weird. Smoking. Oh, yeah, probably. You know, I guess turns out that he's not an animal, so Doolittle couldn't fix him. You know. Yeah. Who else is in this movie, John? Um. We'll just do some quick hits. Antonio Banderas is yes. in this. He's a Desperado, you know? I yeah, love him Desperado. He's a random king of, like, some island that they get to really quickly. Yes. We'll learn Weird. about that. Weird. Uh, Michael Sheen. Yeah, Michael Sheen rules. It's a, He's like a bit actor that is awesome in everything he does. Like, check him out. Look up Michael Sheen, and you'll be like, oh, yeah, okay, oh, yeah, he was good. Oh. I've seen it before. I just can't, like, pin where I've seen it before. Yeah, but he's in lots of stuff. I don't remember either. But uh, we had Jesse Buckley, which you don't. I don't think you know. You're not really hip to her, are you? No, I don't know who the fuck that is. Uh, she was the queen that was like dead in the bed. Okay, so this queen, by the way, just laid in a bed the whole movie, and even when she got saved at the end, she's still laid. In the bed. <laughs> What a sweet gig! <laughs> she literally, like, she probably had bed sores from laying in the bed so much. They had much. to put that shit on her leg, the little, like, the compressor things yeah. that, like, turn off and on. <laughs> she only took sponge baths, like, it was the whole nine yards. Uh, ice Jess, chips and stuff. Yeah, Jessie Buckley, uh, I know her from uh, Chernobyl. Mm. She was, um, one of the main, kind of, like, side characters in that. It's like, she wasn't a main, she was a side character. And then she was in one of my favorite movies of last year uh, called Wild Rose. Okay. Where she's like a, uh, she's from Ireland, so she's like an Irish sing country singer who wants to make it to Nashville because she feels like she was born in the wrong place. And Oh, I know that Nashville don't you know. It's a really good movie. Okay. I really enjoyed it. Uh, it should have been up for best original song, but fucking Oscars. Uh, he had Emma Thompson. Okay. And she was the parrot. Yeah. Right? And also kind of the narrator. And I, I often th was wondering to myself, because she would be in a scene talking, and then she would just be narrating, and we're like, who is she talking to? What? <laughs> us? Yeah, She's talking to us? That was, dude, that was really weird. Uh, Rami Malik? Is it Rami? Remy? I don't know. Mr. Robot. Yeah. He was, uh, 
Chi-Chi. Yeah, all the, the animals have terrible names. So their 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 names are awful. So, so he was the gorilla. Okay, so he was the gorilla, and the gorilla was scared. He was he, he had scared. Well, he had like anxiety issues, which mm-hmm. is totally like a thing. But you know, like he's just a really big guy, and you don't. You, it was it was funny because you didn't expect him to be he actually, anxious. He had an arc, and what's funny is that his arc was completed like thirty minutes into the movie, <laughs> and then it's like, well, now what? <laughs> Let's you put know? him put him in the side. <laughs> right. Bring John Cena to the front. Right. It's time for his story exactly. arc. <laughs> Uh, we had Octavia Spencer. She was the goose. Okay. Goose, you mean the duck? It's goose, duck. It was a duck. It was a goose, because she was white. Yeah, there's white ducks, John. In fact, the Aflac duck is a duck, and you were like, hey, it's the Aflac duck. I wish that was the Aflac duck, <laughs> is what you said in the theater. <laughs> I, I don't know. I legitimately thought that gooses were white and ducks were... No. Like That's not true. And in fact, gooses are white like Canada gooses or whatever they're white when they're born and they turn like you know gray or whatever when they get older um yeah white ducks exist that's a thing so my hair when I was born was like bright blonde toehead yeah and now it's brunette dark dark brown just like a swan uh uh, actually swans are black when they're born and they turn white so that's the other way another fun name to try and figure out making their triumphant return as well yes uh Kumal Nan Genie. He was the sidekick in um, Stuber. Stuba, which was fucking terrible too. So, but that movie at least like made sense. This movie is nonsense. Like the pacing, oh, the he pacing was, in this movie, John. He played the ostrich. Yes. Uh, then we had uh, Tom Holland, who mm-hmm. is the current Spider-Man. He was Jip, who was like a, a dog, race, racist as fuck. Yeah. Can't. Well, no, it's it's J.I.P. Right. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think it was that in the books. I, don't think, I think it was just racist in the books. Uh, yeah, he plays a dog that is in this movie very minimal. Yeah, the dog, like, shows up. is like, hey, I'm going to be one of the main characters. Oh, hanging out with the queen, laying in the bed for the rest Actually, of the movie. I want to lay in the bed, too. See you later, movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be right here. Uh, arguably the best character in the movie was Craig Robinson, who was playing Kevin yes. the Squirrel. yeah. Kevin the Squirrel had a couple great moments. He had a couple really terrible moments, too. Um, but, yeah, Kevin the Squirrel was pretty funny. Uh, and then, just the last two quick ones, you had Selena Gomez playing Betsy the Giraffe. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have a favorite Selena Gomez song? Uh, you know, the one where she's just the, the one. You know which one's my favorite? Thank you for asking. Um, was Love You Like a Love Song. I didn't ask because I don't care, because I don't even know who that is. So, I mean, she, Wasn't she in... Um, Spring Breakers? She was. She's just like in a bikini the whole fucking yeah. movie? Okay, now I remember. <laughs> Spring Breakers was such a stupid movie. I love that movie. It's so... Look at my shit. <laughs> I was... So I when I saw movie. Spring Breakers, I was like, for real, Spring Breakers. Even though it came out in like February. Like, so I was drinking heavily at the Holy Grail across the river. Get it. Um, and then my buddy was like, hey, you want to go see a movie? And I was like... Yeah, I want to go see a movie. Like, cause I, I'm always down to see a movie. I am aware. So we came over to like an 11 o'clock screen at Spring Breakers. I literally got up in the middle of the movie, went and puked in the bathroom, and then went back and finished. That's the a movie. perfect movie for that. I though. know. Cause I mean, that's like it's party time, man. That movie is weird. <laughs> it's so weird. It's honestly one of James Franco's best. Like, oh, movies. it's tremendous! It's great. I, I love it. There's a scene where he's like sitting there and he's being all prophetic and he's playing the piano and he starts playing like a Britney Spears song and he's like, you know, she's like the greatest of all time and all this. Shit. 
It's like, this is what these people really think. It's amazing. (laughs) So, yeah, look at my shit. Uh, Look up, look at my shit on YouTube and watch that video. That's fucking hilarious. So, um, somebody made a little song out of that scene. It's pretty funny. And then, uh, we'll just make this our last actor we're going to talk about. Uh, Ralph Fiennes. Ralph Fiennes. Whatever. The Fiennes brothers, Joseph Fiennes and Ralph Fiennes, have been in many, many great movies. I can't tell them apart, um, but you know him as the one who must not be named, right? Yeah, Lord Voldemort. You're not supposed to name him. Well, I like my wand that I got from Universal Studios. <laughs> has like a snake with the skeleton on it, so like it feels like I can say his name. Okay. All Even right. though I'm a Hufflepuff, you know, I so whatever. Know what that is. So <laughs> Hufflepuff is a house in Harry Potter. Okay, I don't know which finds it is, but if you guys, I it's think, Ralph. I think it's, I think it's Ralph, but it might be Joseph. But there is a movie you've got to see. All right, while we're talking about the shitty movie, I have to tell you about a good movie. It's called In Bruges. All right, and it's starring Colin Farrell and one of the Fines brothers. It is fucking awesome. It's an awesome movie. If you don't think Colin Farrell's a good actor, watch that, and you'll be like, "Oh my god, I had no idea." He's incredible, awesome. Check okay. that shit out. I'm sorry that I offended you, dude. In Bruges, not great. In Bruges, it's amazing. So, and also he's in Seven Psychopaths, made by the same director. Amazing shit. Anyway, um, okay, so those are the actors. Um, did we, okay, I feel like that we missed somebody, or were, because there was somebody that was just awful that we, we missed here, um, I mean, it was most well, we passed. missed Simon Pegg, Simon Pegg is the bad guy, and, uh, no, that was, uh, Michael Sheen, Michael is the bad guy? Yeah. Oh. I thought he was, I thought it was, Mike, I thought it was Mike, Simon Pegg, man, it looks just like Simon Pegg, what the fuck? Not all British people look alike, Andy. Okay, well, that guy was great. Yeah, like I said, he was oh, great. So I mean, we missed Jason Manzukis. Yeah, Man- he was Zookas, a, a, yeah. a terrible uh, a like dragonfly. dragonfly that was a piece of shit. Um, okay, wow, I got fooled. Um, that's interesting. So, uh, okay, well, let's talk about the plot. Okay, so the movie opens up. We got this young boy who has to, he, he's being forced to hunt by his, the best actor in the entire movie who plays his father. Oh, bar none. This guy is amazing. He, he's in the movie The Witch. He's like the main character in that movie. Tremendous movie, by the way. And so he has taken his son who doesn't want to hunt to hunt, right? So we get zero, to, you know, character, we a little character development maybe at the beginning, but it's like kind of just, we're dropped in the middle of everything in this movie. It's just like, literally, just shit just happens and there's no reason for it. It just kind of fucking happens. So he is hunting ducks, not geese, John, ducks. And so. Well, I knew they were ducks <laughs> because of the way they looked. So, he's trying to shoot this duck, but he had noticed this little squirrel up in, the CG squirrel, by the way, everything's fucking CG in this movie, up in the tree, and he accidentally shoots the squirrel, and this was kind of the most fun I had in the movie, because what happens with the squirrel, John, and what did we all think, everyone, even the audience, except for the people that were fucking each other, like, two two <laughs> seats down, everybody else thought the same thing. What was this, John? So, the little boy is just so disheartened that he shot this squirrel, so he puts it in his little, like, satchel, and he wraps it up in a cloth, and, like, the squirrel is bleeding before he wraps it's it up. Dying. It's dying! It's, like, literally dying. It's in pain! And he puts it in there, he stuffs it in there, and then locks it, and then, for some reason, Emma Thompson, the parakeet, or the parrot, like, swoops in, she's like, human follow! And we're like, what? Human follow! And so he, she's, he starts following her, and then he gets to the Doolittle Mansion estate, and he knocks, 
because, you know, a big old gate. Someone's going to answer. So he knocks, and the parrot's like, you might follow. <laughs> I'm getting pretty good at that. No, it's not good. Yeah. <laughs> it's good to me. No. So she <laughs> takes him uh, through this little secret hole. And, you know, <laughs> you want to get... <laughs> okay, so he goes through the secret hole, and then he opens up into this field of Doolittle's, like... Animal safari. Yeah, it's fucking elephants and, and so, shit, right? And so the whole time, the squirrel is inside this little, like, satchel, just bouncing around, bleeding out, because it's been shot. And so, he's, like, running to here, and he's running to there, and then he encounters John Cena, the polar bear. He gets trapped in a net, and still, the squirrel is dying inside of this, like, satchel, and he's, like, running and jumping and skipping and playing. And, <laughs> and so, like, we go on for a good ten minutes, just like my explanation. Uh, <laughs> it's the joke about the blood! Come on! So obviously with him, like, running around so much, like, blood should be seeping outside yes! of his satchel. Like, it, screw the little fabric that you wrapped it in. That is now blood-soaked, and as is the rest of the purse that you have him in. And there's a kid that's, like, down below us. He's like, this shit, he should have bled out by now. <laughs> You were like, this bag should be just a bag <laughs> full of blood. And another, like, plot contrivance that's hilarious is that we see those gates open later in the movie, and they open right to the fucking front door, basically, right? Yeah. Of the, of the giant mansion he lives in. And when he crawls through the little hole, which is right next to the gate, it's a giant field with totally elephants and shit. Like, what the fuck is this? This movie has no geography. It doesn't make any sense. And you said, John, um, before we started watching it, there were five different script writers, and that was obvious. There were jokes... Like, the tone of this movie shifts from joke to joke to joke. It's like, what? Is, uh, you know? Yeah, not good. Now, before we forget... I want to tell the two jokes that were funny, okay? One of them was, okay, this this is comes up right now. So, uh, basically, we find out that Dr. Doolittle, or Doolittle, he is, um, he's kind of become, you know, like Howard Hughes. His, his, his nails are long, his hair is long, and he's become feral, basically. Because, at the very beginning of the movie, there was a cartoon that showed us that his, his girlfriend died, or whatever, right? I wish it would have stayed in cartoon. That would have been awesome. The cartoon was pretty cool. So, you know, his girlfriend died, so he's, ter- you know, he's, oh, he just can't live anymore, so he's just gonna live with these animals animals and he stopped treating everyone except for the animals that are living there right yes so he's no longer treating anybody um and so this little kid is like oh but you gotta treat him but there's also a little girl because we gotta throw 50 things at you at once there's also a little girl who's been sent by the queen because the queen sent her heir who is also a little girl Mm -hmm. to go do something very important with no guards whatsoever so why was she there, John? I don't know how she got in the gate that Homeboy couldn't get she in. She was just in there, she, yeah. she, like, stumbles upon him trapped in the net. He's like, hey, can you get me down? And she's like, <laughs> <laughs> and she's like sure. Yeah. So she was she, adorable, by the way. Little girl did a great job. She was awesome. Yeah. Uh, and so she helps get him down. They get to the window. Uh, she goes in the front door because the boy and the ape, or the gorilla that, uh, the gorilla that is terrified of everything. He doesn't even... He's too scared to play chess as well. Um, he just starts screaming. He's, they start screaming at each other. Then the gorilla passes out. And the little boy's like, oh my god, what's going on? And, and then, they, then and if that joke wasn't enough, they did it twice. Mm-hmm. Then they did it a third time. Like, yeah. fuck off. And then the the girl makes it in. And then the gorilla shuts the, the door. And then the girl somehow makes it inside the house. And she finds Doolittle. 
And then the little boy bursts through a window, and he's like, I got squirrel, it's done. Yeah, so basically the little girl, she wants to, you know, the queen is sick, but the only person that can fix her is the animal doctor. Wow, what is this, John? Doesn't make any sense. So she wants Dr. Doolittle to save the queen, right, who is laying in a bed, as we said before, because, you know, that's that equals sick in this movie. All right, that's the... Uh, Listen, it's like the 1900s. They definitely, if you were in bed, you're dying. Right. Well, they were giving her leeches and shit, which... Uh, <laughs> That's funny, but um, anyway, so uh, my the thing I'm leading up to is that eventually Doctor Doolittle is is you know t- talked into saving the squirrel. The squirrel is what is the key to getting him to kind of wake up from his little you know issue that he's having, right? Yeah. So he saves the squirrel. There's this uh, you know unnecessary. Uh, passing through the glass camera move that's fucking stupid. There's all kinds of stupid shit going on. His house looks more like um, Pee Wee Herman's house than it does anything. You know, there's all kinds of contraptions and inventions everywhere. He wasn't an inventor! He's a doctor! What the fuck is this? But you know what I loved? I loved the little mouse train that was on the ceiling. Where the I, little... It was pretty cool, but what is it? Why? It was cute. Because it's delightful. You know? So, anyway, he saves the squirrel, and the squirrel wakes up and this is one of the best jokes of the movie. Oh, for sure. He has a flashback where he sees everything happen with the shooting and everything. He like his whole flat eye, his whole laugh flashes before his eyes, and it's it's like very artistic and amazing. Where you get these flashes of like this demonic kid like shooting him or whatever. There's like a western like scene awesome. that pops up, and... and and then the film melts, you know, which I don't know if you've ever been to an actual theater where that happened. I've had that happen before. before It's hilarious. So the film melted and he wakes up and he realizes his mission in life is to now, you know, avoid the 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 squirrel killer as he calls him, which is get his revenge. And get his revenge, right? So he wants revenge. So that was funny. The other joke that I thought was really funny was there's just it's just a random thing. Like the the bad guy's on a ship and he takes (laughs) he takes a magazine or something, he tries to hit a floor and and the fly is narrowly missed because there's like a hole in the magazine or something. And so the fly, we hear the fly's thoughts and the fly says, he says, oh my God, it's a miracle. I must be the chosen one. And he flies out the window in a bird eats him. <laughs> that was fucking funny, man. That shit was awesome. Only part of the movie was those two things that were like great. You know, everything yeah. else was crap. So... Then we get our, you know, our hero's journey. So he's got a, He goes to Buckingham Palace, and this like not Buckingham oh, Palace, it's unbelievable. And, and they go in there, and they kick out all these nobles, and there's fucking animals everywhere. And it's supposed to be ridiculous. It's supposed to be like, like. Oh my god, these British, like, huff, you know, snuffy dudes are getting, you know, like, they're getting shitty because there's animals everywhere. But it doesn't play that way. It plays as there's a bad guy, Michael Sheen, not not the other guy that I thought it was. Um, I thought it was Simon Pegg, man, it looks just like him. So, Michael Sheen, who is the bad guy doctor, he's like the rival yes. of Doolittle. So tell me about, you know, him and how we get onto the boat. It takes 50 fucking minutes to get on the goddamn boat, John! So we never, they never even really establish, honestly, why Michael Sheen's character is the evil doctor. We just get there, and he's in the room with the queen, who's, you know, just taking a snooze. And he's like, oh, I'm going to give her these leeches, and it's going to circulate the blood so it poisons her faster. And that's the only explanation, because then, well, then you have the little general that's with her, or with him, and he's like, oh, we're going to... 
there's no way we can allow her hair to be the queen. She's only 11. So we need to kill Doolittle. Yes, what? What? Why? And, and that, that general guy was supposed to be the big bad. And, and the doctor was kind of like his cohort. Because at the end of the movie, you find out that the, uh, the general... That was supposed to be like a swerve. Like, no, the general, uh, you know, poisoned her. Not the doctor. Because it was obvious the doctor did it. Yeah. He didn't? I don't no, know. No, the general did. I don't know! The doctor just hopped out. But this scene gave us uh, the first of many really stupid storylines where um, Doolittle starts talking to an octopus that is, for some reason, in a tank. And he talks to the octopus and says, Hey, what'd you see in here? And the octopus responds, Snitches get stitches. And I'm like, what? This is one of a million jokes like this where we get... A 2020, well, not even 2020, like a 2004 joke. Back when John Cena was on top of WWE, that kind of joke is what we get right here in many, many times during this movie. This movie is so dated and awful in the worst way. I hate it. And then immediately after that line, we get the duck uh, shooing everyone out. That's uh, And she says, do you not understand the words coming out of my bill? And I'm like, what? So, a, a <laughs> reference to Rush Hour? When did Rush Hour come out? And, 1999? And, and because she's like the only black character in the movie, that's the only thing she can say is something that another black character in another movie said years ago? Fuck you, movie. Fuck you in your fucking ass. <sighs> this is where I don't know what to say. Because I just... This is where shit gets awful, and, like, there's no redeeming factors anymore. It's it's terrible. Right, John? I mean, like, are you on the same page with me here? Because this I am. is terrible. <laughs> I am. But I, like, I'm laughing because it was so bad that, like... <laughs> so, from here, uh, Robert Downey Jr., Dr. Doolittle, gets on a boat, and he starts sailing off, and he sends the little boy home. He says, hey, you're not my kid, you're not my business, you can go home. But then the giraffe somehow finds the little boy's house... And abducts him, and he doesn't tell his parents where he's going. He just leaves, and they run. Wait, where did the fucking giraffe come from, either? No idea. All of a sudden, there's a giraffe character with a fox on its head talking to our, our main character that's a little kid going, Oh, we're going to get you on a boat, and they fucking throw him off a bridge into the boat, like, 100 feet in the air. Yeah, and then the lower... <laughs> Then the Lonely Island boys are on the boat, and they're like, I'm on a boat, man. I'm going fast, man. Okay. Let me fix this for you, okay? okay. Let let me fix this scene, okay? He's a stowaway on the boat. Fixed! Okay, well, but, but no, we have to have this ridiculous action scene, right, John? Well, it's because we already had him as a stowaway to get into Buckingham Palace. Okay, so, so we've, we've established that, that as a character uh, uh, like thing that he does. That he does. Okay, see? So, you know, instead... You were really fired I'm up so about fucking this pissed off. This movie is awful. I was, I was angry in the theater. I'm angry now. He, okay, so instead of just him being a stowaway and that's what gets him on the boat, he fucking... We have a, a full-on action scene. It's absurd. And it's, it's on the level of Legolas sliding down a fucking trunk of an elephant to, like, shoot 100 people with a bow and arrow. To get a kid on a fucking boat! God damn it! So... 
once they get on the boat, we have we have Doctor Doolittle having this bizarre character moment that's completely out of place, and is this whole boat thing fucking pisses me off. So here's what happens. All right, they get on the boat, and he stares wistfully into the night, and he remembers his girlfriend that died. And the little boy goes, "Hey, what's up?" And he goes, "Oh, nothing." And then they move on to the next scene. Well, you're skipping over the very important part of. <laughs> Doolittle and the uh, the parent have a sexual encounter, pretty That's, much, where yes. she starts. What the fuck is this? Obviously, sexual chemistry between um, the parrot and down or because he doesn't want to help, and the, the parrot's like, "You have to, or I won't suck your dick anymore. <laughs> I, I won't nibble on the hair <laughs> that's around your ears. I won't give you a trim, if you know what I mean." Yikes. I, okay, and, and, and so from here we go sailing on the open sea until ho, 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 the other doctor is now on a boat. Yes, coming after them. Right, and and okay, this is where okay, so we get the bad guy on a boat and he's got a steam engine, which is actually this could be a cool thing because you know Doolittle's a naturalist and he he has natural yes. the wind is what's moving his sails right, and then we have this big dark ship that's coming and it's coal. So why didn't we get a scene of guys shoveling coal into the fucking fire? You know what I mean? To fill the belly of the the evil. I mean, this could have been a cool thing where you have this like you know the industrial revolution versus the naturalist. I mean, that's the that was an idea in one of these scripts before 300 rewrites. Guaranteed. Yeah, I mean, I guess one of those five people would have came up with that. <laughs> Guys, I just want to note for the audio, Andy literally has a grimace on his face. I'm very angry. <laughs> I'm about so this angry movie. about this movie. Well, let's, keep, let's keep fast-forwarding it. So okay. well, they... I, got, I have to get angry again, John, because of this, this jump that they do. So the bad guy starts shooting at him. They, they, they have this ridiculous fucking action scene where they call whales, right? John, tell me yes. about the whale scene. So they have a monkey and, like, a leopard playing some musical instruments up on the boat that calls to the whales underneath the water. And, uh... And it gets their attention, so it comes. And so John Cena, the polar bear, and Downey, uh, Downey gets in his scuba suit, which I don't know where he got a scuba suit. And so they jump in the water, and they latch on this harness to a whale who is going to now pull them further along to put them in, like, hyperspeed. John, do you know what scuba stands for? Uh, No. Self-contained underwater breathing apparatus, okay? This was not a scuba suit because it was just a fucking rope tied to a globe over his head. There was no oxygen tank. No! He would have died immediately! And then there were many scenes where he was falling through the water at like a, a breakneck speed, which would have given him the bends and he would have died, so... I, I, I am completely aware. I saw another great film called Underwater. I haven't seen it yet, and I don't even know what it's about. So they are seven miles deep underneath the ocean. You can't fuck around under there, man. Until they drill too deep into the planet, and a monster comes out. Oh my god, like a kaiju type thing. It's Cloverfield 7. It could have been, honestly. That second Cloverfield movie? Fucking awesome. 10 Cloverfield Lane? Yeah, great. I love that. I love that actress, whatever her name is. Like a... Someone, someone, she's awesome. Okay, um, so this is where we get the stupidest part of the whole fucking movie. All right, the part where I blinked and all of a sudden they were on an island. Okay, I am not kidding. I am not kidding. Here's what happens: they're on this boat. They've, they've, you know, they've left the bad guy in their dust. But he goes, 
I know where they're going. Somehow. I don't know how he fucking... He needed to follow them before, but now he fucking knows how they're going. And we forgot... To t- we're going to talk about the stupid journal and all this bullshit because we got a MacGuffin that we need that doesn't even play a part in the whole fucking movie. Anyway, yeah. so so this is a part that makes me more angry than I think anything else in this movie. I'll try not to yell. And that is that we get this... All of a sudden, they remember the the... The wife, the girlfriend died like in a storm, right? She did. Okay, so a storm starts to happen. It breaks Aww. off the mast like the fucking ship gets struck by lightning. It does. And and they're like, oh shit, what are we gonna do? And I'm not kidding. They cut to all of a sudden they're at some island. The skies are clear, and we have a whole. They just drop it. I kind of thought that I had fallen asleep maybe at this part because I've been known to fall asleep in movies and kind of jump like plot scenes Uh, but I did not fall asleep during this and I was also quite confused but so sad John how could they let that how could they put a movie out and think that that's okay well I think that the scene was there until the um like the fourth writer on the team was like oh we don't need to explain that let's go to the next scene this is already six hours long let's just go ahead and cut it let's go we don't need any of this shit. The other problem with this movie is there's too many characters. There's a million characters. All the little animals have a little scene where they get to make a joke and do the yeah. thing, you know? And yeah. we get introduced to even more animals because we go to Antonio Banderas's Bandit Island where it's all bad guys, which, by the way, they're all just, like, Syrian-like type people. They have, like, scimitars and, and they're, like, you know, uh, you know, Middle Asian or whatever you call that. And it's like... Okay. It's like racist as fuck, all right. First of all, you know, because they're all bad guys, right? And and second of all, we this guy hates Doolittle. Why? Because Doolittle stole his daughter from him. But they loved each other. They did, love and they each were all other. like good people. And she looked like she was white every time they showed her. Well, you know, we don't know what the mother looked like. Mm. She wasn't around. It's a Disney movie. Well, may- yeah, they didn't even say, did they? So, Antonio Banderas is basically guarding a MacGuffin. The MacGuffin is the woman's journal. Lily is her name, by the way. Lily Doolittle, his wife that died. And so, uh, you know, they have to get this. And, and they get immediately captured. And Well, they, it's because, so they're, uh, they break into his room. And the dragonfly at this point tells us, Watch out, he's surrounded by a lot of cats. Which I immediately was like, oh, he's got so much pussy in that room. pussy joke, sweet. (laughs) Well, and this is after we got a dick joke from the dragonfly. We did, we did. Where the ants were like, well, uh, she's dating a scorpion now. And he's like, oh, has he got a bigger stinger than me? We're we're talking to ants. (laughs) We're out of nowhere. This is, you, you know, you may think that this review is disjointed. This is what the movie's like. You're just like, okay, a storm. Oh, my God, we're on the side. We're talking to ants. Oh, my God, pussy joke. What the fuck? That's what this movie is. Oh! So, Homeboy slides through the pussy and is able to find a secret uh, stairwell that he is able to access with his eye, which is not an eye that's, like, you know, known to the system. There's a magic way to get into this doorway, and it's his it's the little boy who's never even been to this thing. It's just anybody's eye, I he guess. He wasn't even born, you right. know? So he makes it down the stairs, he gets the journal, and then he gets caught in a trap. And so Doolittle and him get captured, they get thrown in a cell, and then Antonio Benders is like, oh my god, no, little boy, come out here. I want you to be my new little what thing. What is this? 
And so, uh, <laughs> Antonio, he calls uh, a lion, or a tiger. He wants Doolittle dead, right? He does. So he allows a tiger to kill him, and then he goes and has a party. He does. With the little boy who just tried to steal the journal, and who is best friends with Doolittle. And then there's like a rabbit in another cell that's talking to him like, Oh yeah, you're going to get what's coming to you, There's Doolittle. a rabbit... Locked up in a cell that has an eye patch. The rabbit is the size of a rabbit. It can eat. It's standing in the middle of the fucking bars. It could walk right out. And it's there talking shit to Doolittle. What in the fuck, movie? My boy's about to go meet you, Doolittle. And okay, and so like he has the the rabbits even take it. He like when Doolittle defeats this fucking lion or whatever because the 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 you know the the gorilla the gorilla comes, comes in completes his arc right there. We got yeah. another fucking fifty minutes of the movie left. He completes his arc by defeating the other lion, and you know, and then we find out the lion's got like problems and all this shit. Doesn't matter. Point is, is that the hare makes this joke. I had fifty thousand on him. So who are you betting with? Wait, 50,000 what? You don't know. Fuck you, rabbit. Have you been in prison? No, thank goodness. I'm going to be in prison, and I'm going to go kill who those four fucking five writers or whoever that made this movie is what I'm going to do. And then you're going to be in prison after that. It's fine. At okay. that point, I'll put 50,000 on whatever. So Yeah, well, and then you're going to know who to, who the bookie is. So, Doodle and the, uh, the gang, they get out with the journal, because somehow the little boy sneaks back down to the, like, through the pussy trap and gets the, <laughs> gets the journal. Hey, I laughed a little. Okay, <laughs> I'm sorry I'm being so angry. I just, I hope this is entertaining for you guys, that I'm so fired up about this stupid, shitty movie. <laughs> and I'm just laughing at you. It's bad! <laughs> so, they get the pussy journal, and they go down the stairs, and then Doolittle tries to wave him off, but it's too late. The other doctor's there. Okay. And they have captured everyone. Another major issue with this movie is they're being chased by basically, you know, like the, all the guards and everything. And those guys just disappear all of a sudden. And the British guys are there all of a sudden. They're like, oh, we got you. We're going to get you. And and the guy who's like, I can't wait to kill Doolittle. I want to kill him. They just leave him there. You know? Well, so he wanted to kill him. And then he realized, no, I need Doolittle alive. Why? And then he just leaves him on the on shore. the pier, yeah. yeah. And and then of course Antonio Banderas' guys finally appear out of nowhere. They're like creeping and they're like, Oh hey, by the way, now we're good guys. Yeah. Here's a boat. Here's a boat. I want you to go. You loved my daughter. What you the can fuck? have this boat. What changes his name? I mean, he was listening to what they were saying, but it, they didn't say anything that was like, all of a sudden, I'm going to turn face all of a sudden. What the fuck is this? Listen, he's the big show. It's fine. Oh, he, he might as well be the big show. So they get on this boat that has, like, a, a griffin on the front, and they, you know, they don't have the map anymore to get to this island that the tree is at. Um... And but they have all these other maps, and they also have a, a prisoner locked up on this boat. Yes, that they just don't really address ever again. So they go through all their maps, and they go through all their books, and then they uh, get on kayak, and they are able to find the address of this island, and they go there. It's a different island. It's not the it's same. A it's one. a different island. It looks different like Skull island. island or some shit, right? Yeah. And so we're worried that King Kong is going to pop out, but we were like, oh, different franchise. And so they get to this island, and they're like, oh, the British are here. So they're, like, camping out. So, like, we're just going to climb this rock around here. 
with all of our big animals, like uh, the polar bear and the gorilla. And then the ostrich is able to climb through this rock. But he's scared. But don't worry, his bro's there, John Cena. So it's going to yeah, be alright. John Cena can't stop saying bro in this movie. Yeah, because that's very 1900. Now, now, one thing we forgot to mention when we were talking about Robert Downey Jr. John, can you tell the folks... What it was like listening to John uh, to uh, him talk in this movie. So he adapted some kind of uh, intellect or dialect is the right word that I was looking for um, that neither of us could understand. There would be a few words here and there that I was able to catch, but for the most part, I literally would just like look at you like, "Did you catch what he said?" No. Okay. Uh, what? What was that line? No. Uh, it, okay. it was like Bane. You know, in 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 the fucking the worst uh, Batman movie of all time, he you he would say like, "Oh, so you're talking? What you mean, well, That would be him talking. What the fuck are you saying? I have no idea. And some of the words he was saying were things that were like complex and like things that you know they kind of yeah. your main character. The things he says kind of fucking matter in the movie. And the volume was down. Like his his volume of his voice was like, "Oh, so what you mean, What the fuck did you say? I don't know. I just. It was very interesting for him to go with this weird accent, and literally no one else used an accent unless they were, like, born with that accent. Why he decided to use some, like, totally unheard of... Like, Welsh or something. It was weird. I don't know. It was weird. It was a poor choice, and it was awful. We couldn't understand him. So they get this fucking island, we get our big showdown, and, like, earlier in the movie, they had showed, like... A book that Doctor Doolittle was like writing or something, and it said something about dragons. All right, or maybe it was in the Pussy book that you were talking about. No, the Bad Doctor had a book on dragons. Okay, like so, hooked on dragons works for me. <laughs> I don't know how that works, but so we get to this big showdown where they're in this cave, and 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 we forgot to even mention why they're going to this, and the reason is is because there's a magical fruit, not beans, Matt. It's like the Eden fruit. It's the fucking thing from uh, from Jumanji. That's what it is. <laughs> it did right? look like the same exact thing from it's Jumanji. It's this fucking just magic fruit thing, and it's on a tree that only grows in this place. And they never say like, "Oh, this can save the queen." It's just, "Oh, we have to go get this." We thing. gotta find it. We gotta right? see if it works. It's just so and we learned that Doolittle's girlfriend, wife, whatever she was, was looking for this tree. <gasps> So she was trying to save the queen years before the queen was even sick. She was just pre-planning what, what was going to happen. That doesn't make any sense. So both crews get there. The British guys have their guns. And they're like, hey, you're not getting that fruit. We are. <laughs> and then he like hits his staff down. So Doolittle like, touches a wall and it starts turning green. Green. And we're like, okay. Not red. Saying. Green. And, and so he, then, says it's, he says it's some kind of mold or something like that, right? So then the bad guy strikes his staff down and it starts turning red and red and redder. And the next thing you know, there's a dragon there. Where did this dragon come from? It was taking a sleep. It was like the queen. It was snoozing. John, so, I, I don't even know what to say about what is coming up here. This is the stupid... <laughs> this is the highlight of the movie. Uh, this, what we were about to talk about coming up is the John Cena pooping while looking at a baby, like, from playing with fire scene from this movie. That's what this is. So, the uh, dragon pretty much chases everybody off, all the bad guys. Um, somehow, the main bad doctor gets thrown down a hole, and then we're like, oh, okay, do a little, you save the day. And she's like, I don't, don't touch me. 
don't touch me. It's that time right now. The dragon. The dragon, yeah, is talking to Doolittle. She's like, don't touch me right now. It's not the time. And he's like, no, baby. I want to touch you. And we're like, what? What's happening? She said no. And he's like, I'm going in. And we're like, what? I'm going in. And so, like, the dragon's like, fine, just do it, but be quick. And we're like, what? <laughs> so... We get this, okay, so this whole movie culminates in a giant fart joke. I'm not kidding. That's what this is a giant fart joke. I wish we could be kidding. T- tell us what happens here, John. I don't even want to, I don't even know what to say. So he it. finally just... uh, gets consent from the dragon, and him and all the other animals kind of lay her on her side, and he says, All right, you guys, you know, just hold her paw, hurt her claw, whatever you're holding. Just hold something. And yeah, and, like, and the the dragonfly wants to fuck the dragon too. By the way, he wants to fuck everything he sees. So. <laughs> well, he's a dragon. Yeah. A dragon, a dragon. You want to yeah. talk? Dragonfly. And so she like puffs some dragon. Like some she catches fire him out. on fire, but then he's fine. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool, man. It's cool. So Downey is at the rear of the dragon, and uh, he he just pokes. He does a poke, and she's like, oh, and then he reaches in. Like he is like simulating a cow, he reaches in. You know that's how you simulate a cow. With like a really long glove, you like. It was stick more. It, in it was rear. more like he was um, birthing a cow. You know, is yeah, what yeah, was yeah, going yeah, on yeah, here. for sure. But it was very inappropriate the way he was touching her. So it was he, awful. So he digs his arms deep into her rear, and he starts pulling out different items. Uh, first, it's like a skull, and then he pulls out like a shield, and we're like, what? And he's like, oh, I just pulled a big one out. Uh, he tells someone to back away. I think it's the squirrel. He's like, hey, squirrel, you're going to need to back away, Kevin. And before Kevin can get out of the way, uh, the dragon starts releasing a large amount of air that it blows Kevin halfway across the cave, and Doodle's there, and his just clothes are just flapping in the wind, and then Kevin goes, oh, man, I can taste it. Yep. And it's a huge fart joke, and he's like, Oh, wait, we have one last piece to get out. And then he, like, reaches in there with both arms and has, like, John Cena come over. He's like, hey, I need your paw. Like, can you get in here? And they pull out. Hey, what do, what do they pull out? I don't even remember. I'm just angry at this it point. It is a Scottish bagpipe. Oh, my God. That starts playing because there's so much gas in it, guys. That's our... That is the fucking... Climax of the movie is a giant fart joke and then fucking bagpipes coming out of a dragon's asshole. <laughs> That's what we're doing in this movie, guys. And he, then he tells the dragon, Oh, I think we should do a diet of less shield from now on. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. yeah, don't eat Dean Ambrose and, uh, and Roman Reigns. So. And Seth Rollins. And him too. Uh, and and so, also, uh, uh, what's his name? Kurt Angle. Don't eat yeah, him either. Yeah, so. Angle. Or Triple H, he was a member of the Shield as well for like a day. What an asshole. Uh, so, he always puts himself over, it's fine. Uh, so, the, they're like, oh, well, we couldn't find the eaten fruit, we gotta go. And the dragon's like, hold on, I got a trick up my, well, I got was, a trick up my wing. I mean, the idea was that he was proving to the dragon, well, one, he wanted to not, you know, do little one to not him and his friends be killed by the dragon, but also, he want, the, the dragon was guarding the tree of life or whatever that had this fucking, yes. they call it the Eden fruit, by the way, so there's some kind of Bible connotation oh, that was sure. never followed up on, um, you know, it's just there, they just call it that, so 
so, oh, it means something, you know? Fuck off, movie, with your fucking bullshit-ass lazy writing with, oh, we'll call it the Eden fruit. Oh, it means it's Eden. Oh, dragon, uh, Bible. There you go, you know? Fart joke. So, the dragon, who is now blue instead of orange, uh, holds her wing up and stops a waterfall that they probably could have just walked through. Yeah. Uh, and right there is the Eden fruit, and so they go, and the squirrel gets it down. It looks gigantic when he gets it yeah. down. It looks like the size of John's head, and then later on we see it's like a little tiny, like, it's strawberry. Little, little guy. <laughs> and then we get an immediate cut to, they are back at the Queen's. Well, the, the, the Queen's queen is, about to die, yeah. She has taken her last breath. The fucking breath. Pope is there! The Pope's there. <laughs> Uh, the, all the priests, all the rabbis, like, everyone in town is there to watch her take her last breath. They cannot wait to see her die. Pretty much, yeah. And so, uh, you know, John Cena's polar bear starts bursting through the hallways. I don't know how he got in. I guess his paws can, you know, turn doorknobs. Magic, John. Magic. Uh, Drag- you know, the dragon should have flown them back. I mean, they're so, they so might, easy. She might have, for it's all so we know. It's so easy. This shit is so easy. So they all come storming in. They burst down the door, and they're like, Get Doolittle out of here, and all the animals. You know, that whole kitten caboodle again. But then, is this is where we get our sequence that you described earlier, where, you know, Doolittle's being held back, and the little boy, you know, jukes and jives and shakes someone off. And then he starts running, and he starts sliding. Uh, and then next thing we know, they give it to, like, a flying squirrel. They and all work together to get yeah. this. this They're all in this stupid. together. Uh, so the flying squirrel, do the one job you are made to do. And so, I feel like that was like a... That sounded like Antonio Banderas is what that sounded like. <laughs> it did. So, uh, so they're flying over the canopy, and it gets stuck up there, and it runs, and it drops the fruit, and somehow the little boy's underneath the bed, right where the sheets are at, and then it comes so, up, and he... So, all, this, all these words John is describing, all these things that are happening, is what it takes to get the fucking fruit juice in the queen's mouth. Yeah, so the little boy gets up, and he just starts squeezing it into her mouth. <laughs> like literally that's what he's doing what he he's squeezing this fruit into her mouth gross he just starts he, he gets like two drops in and he's like oh this is my first time she's instantly fine by the way and she so, instantly is like oh oh that was a forbidden <laughs> fruit on, so then she basically orders everyone out of the room we find out that um, you know we knew this earlier they did this actually was decent storytelling here we had a stick Walking stick or whatever, you know, yeah. like that bug yeah. had been stuck like earlier. Um, Dr. Doolittle had kind of like left that guy behind as a spy. So he talks to this walking stick and finds out that not the evil doctor who's in a hole in an island. The general who had like one line earlier in the movie and we don't even know what his name is or anything. He is the fucking one that, that uh, poisoned the, you know, the, the witch or the, the fucking queen. The queen. And, and he also still has the murder weapon in his pocket. So he still has the poison in his pocket. So they steal that. Um, The Pope is ordered out of the room. Get out of here. The queen is like, everybody get out of here. You too. And the Pope is like, what the fuck? It leaves. Dr. Doolittle, you stay here. Yeah, Dr. Doolittle stays there. And then we get our post-credits, like our denouement before the post-credit sequence where they just, you know, everything's great, right? Yeah, Doolittle opens shop again and now he's seeing all the animals in town, all the cows, all the heifers, all the horses. All the king's men. And Doolittle was able to put them all back together there again. There you go. And so that's our denouement. Then we get the end of the movie where we get these, like, 
post, you know, like the, all of the animals were knighted, and there's like it's all the stories told in these pictures, which is kind of cool. Yeah. You know, even the little walking stick got knighted. But yeah, then, John, I told you we hadn't forgotten about this bad guy. I was like, oh, we're gonna get a post-credit scene with this bad guy, and it was before the credits. But tell me about the scene with the the bad guy that was in the hole and blah blah blah. So the bad guy thought that he was able to talk to the animals. He just thought he just knew that they were trying to talk to him because there was a whale earlier that he was like, oh, the whale's waving at me, so he waves back. And then the other whale's like, oh, dude, you're flipping him off. And so he's he's looking at all the bats. He's like, he's trying to, like, bat talk them. And I don't want to, like, bat-splain you, but, like, that's not <laughs> how you talk to bats. And so the the bats, they all, their eyes light up red. And they all just swoop in and start attacking him. And we assume that he dies by vampire or bat bites. Yeah, or he becomes Batman. That's Batman's origin story. Oh, my God. You know? Yeah, it is. <laughs> so, oh, my God. That's the end of the movie. I was speechless after it. I didn't know what to say. I mean, this movie is a fucking turd. Hey, if you're listening to this and you had anything to do with making this, fuck you. All right? <laughs> fuck you. This is awful. What the fuck? John, what are your thoughts on Doolittle? Uh, my thoughts are... Uh, skip this unless you were able to do like a mystery science theater type conversation like we were where we were up high enough and far away enough that we could just rip on it the entire time and that made it more enjoyable I thought yeah it was but overall it was was a terrible movie god it made me so angry um definitely skip this movie the only good thing I can say about it is it looked great you know, it everything looked, really looked great. Good. All the animals looked cool, and, like, you know, the CGI looked good. The The green screen stuff wasn't blatant. You could see everything looked awesome. The picture, the overhead shots of the islands and stuff was beautiful. You know, and even yeah. at one point, one of the characters was like, isn't that beautiful? And it's like, yeah, fuck you, movie. We know. You don't have to tell us to tell you it's beautiful. <sighs> you can't make a movie like this and act like it's self-aware. The characters cannot be self-aware and be winking at the camera the whole fucking time. All right? They have to live... I'm not going to believe in this magical, wonderful world if the characters are winking at my world. Okay. Okay. John? Okay. 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 So, that's my final thoughts on this movie. Don't watch it. Don't give these people money. This is bullshit. Yeah, my my final thoughts are it's just another money grab by Disney. Disney, I think I think I read that Disney's putting out 22 movies this year. 22 movies. There's 12 months in a year. So that means they're literally probably pumping out a movie every other week for the rest of this year. They're all bound to be shit for the most part. I mean, they're going to make a couple good ones, but man, you got to wade through some shit to get to those, you know. And luckily, I'm here to do that for you. Well, hopefully, no Disney movies come out with wrestlers in it, because I don't want to see any more of this shit, man. I am fed up, and our our next movie has got to be a good one. We may even have to, like, you know, go to the, you know, go to a different, like, not go to a new movie or something like that, because, I mean, goddamn, this was... This was terrible, and I'm very angry. Uh, luckily, right now, I don't think anything is projected to come out because that Batista movie with the, like my spy one that disappeared. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure it got delayed, like mm-hmm. hardcore. Okay, like I don't even know. Like, it's not even advertised anywhere now. Well, I'm sure Cena's got something in the works, you know. Again, and well, he's going to be in the next Fast and Furious oh, movie. Cockblockers number two or something like that. I hope so. I liked Cockblockers. Fuck off, John. 
Uh, I can't stand. I I lasted like twenty minutes in that movie. And I was like, "What is this?" You didn't even get here. to him putting a funnel in his butt and drinking a beer. No, I didn't get to that. Did he also fart a bunch? And did <laughs> actually, he, he did uh, fart while the funnel was in his butt. And mm-hmm. It like went all in someone's face. Well, this was even worse than I thought. Um, I don't know. I don't know what else to say about this movie. Don't see it. The people that made it need to fucking be punched in the face over and over again until they realize, oh, you were right. This was terrible. Yeah. Hopefully, this was more entertaining. This was definitely more entertaining than that. Yeah. Yeah, them being punched in the face would be more entertaining than this movie? Is that what you mean? No, I'm saying just hopefully this podcast oh, yes, yes. is more entertaining than Yeah, just movie. me getting hot screaming about stupid shit that doesn't matter is definitely going to be entertaining for a lot of people, I'm sure. I've never seen you get this angry. Well, you know, I mean, the cool thing about the movie podcast, right, is that we're never going to meet John Cena and have to, like, or Robert Downey Jr. and have to talk to him about the things that we said on this, you know? So it could be, a, you know, 100% honest, you know, and not uh, not nice in any way, shape, or form. So, I mean, I've met John Cena. Oh, yeah, you did. There's a picture of you and me with him, yeah. right? Yeah, so I forgot about that. That was uh, the other shitty that was movie, for so... Fire, um, fire, so fire, fire, is this fire? the worst movie we reviewed for this? I think it is, right? Fighting play, play with Fire play was with pretty fire bad, was man. on par. I think this one was worse, though. This one just made me angry. I was, I mean... But oh at least God. this had, like, some funny spots, whereas Playing With Fire, I don't think I laughed once. No, no. The saving grace is the scene with the squirrel when he, like, comes back That's to life. That's funny! That's like 10 and minutes the, in the movie, And then the fly, that the is fly. like 45 minutes into <laughs> yes. the movie. Yeah, that's it. And, like, we, we did forget to mention that throughout the movie, Kevin, the squirrel, would say, like, Kevin Log, Kevin's Log, which is a Star Trek joke. And he'd say, like, Kevin's Log, Stardate, blah, 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 blah. And then he'd say, like, he'd talk about his, like, mission to, like, you know, kill the guy, that get revenge against the guy that tried to kill him. But, you know, I mean, even that has problems, and it's, it's like, in weird spots. It's like, it's like the director and the writers were like, Oh shit, we forgot to have Kevin say a line. Let's just have it right here. Throw it in right there. Yeah, right, yeah. Right there. That's what this movie is. We have too many characters, and so the movie doesn't know where to go. It's just being pulled in all different directions. That's Very bad. clunky. Very bad. Well, you guys can follow us on social media. You know, I am so now somber. I am now uh, exhausted and and just upset. It's like I've been to a funeral or something like that and I'm not happy. Um, but uh, you can follow the show at the Road Home FW. You can follow John at jhat05. You can follow me at Jerusalem for tweets. Thank you guys so much for listening. <laughs> Sayonara. <laughs>